This is part two of the episode of the Tapestry Podcast where we discuss the Law of One, Session Three. Part two, Session Three. Bob, I'm Paulo, and as we like to start, we'll start by talking about our magical journeys. Mm-hmm. So we went demon hunting the other day. Indeed, we did. It was pretty damn awesome. It was a, a fruitful hunt. Fruitful hunt indeed. We started out. We, um. I was just feeling in my heart that I need to go find a red, a dimensional red that was. Mm-hmm. And I came up to you and I said, We should go! Stones throw. And so I was kind of disappointed. Oh, police station or the park. And then from somewhere else, you know, oh, yeah, it was this way. <laughs> that was some pretty good business right there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, we drive out, or not, we, we made a plan. What's all about kind of Yeah, yeah, so, uh, I, so my grandma would bring. Cayenne pepper on camping trips, right? And uh, why? Uh, I remember one year she explained to me the purpose of the cayenne and not like literal peppers, but like ground up powdery stuff. Uh, and I never had to see her use it, so I'm, I'm not sure if this, you know, the science here holds up, but the reason that she brought it would be if someone got injured pretty good, if they were the size of a cut and needed sealing, you know, you're not going to know it. Uh, if you need to cauterize the wound, the idea was that the cayenne pepper was so hot, you could just get yourself a big handful of it, just slap it on the wound, and it would seal it shut. You know? <laughs> it would just, just sear the meat so that it fused together, bleeding with stuff. That's the story of the, of the cayenne Oh, yeah, I mean, excruciatingly painful experience, I'm, I'm sure, you know. I can't imagine. It'd be like, you know, you, you know how bad it feels, you have like a paper cut, you have like some lemon juice or something in there, something just a little acidic. Imagine that just infinity fold. Like, Dang. not a good time. That's pretty good. Indeed. So that's a deep subconscious symbol for the other ceiling. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. And so, we got some salt because we feared demons. I wonder, I do, I do one, I wonder for, for a moment if like, if it was, you know, and for what it's worth, have not encountered a vampire, nor have I pondered if they're actually just chilling, you know, like in, in the classical physical sense, I'm sure there are energy vampires and demons, uh, sort of, that would put a similar role, but, um, I was like, is, is, is the salt to demons going to be like a garlic to vampires kind of thing, where it's like, 
Yeah, that's just something made up for a good story. And I just stopped and, and tried to feel it in my heart, and it felt it felt right. Cool. That's good stuff. Yeah. So we got the supplies. Um, we we're gonna bring a turtle boy. The mm-hmm. Speaking of the turtle boy, um, so I bought this action figure recently, and it was a good side but it has to do with the turtle. Um. And it was this, uh, this DC character named Omega, and the Toys. And I definitely want to buy some more. It was the first, like, cool collectible action figure I, I bought. Uh, I wanted to for several months now, and I've been, I've been holding on. But I, I was thinking, I was like, I'm, part of why I, I want a little collection is so I can make just little, like, short film comic book-esque type things. You know, like, Snapchat would be a really easy way to do it. Away, Snapchat it, you know, use the Snapchat text insert as your letterbox effectively. Do however many of those you need to, to do enough panels for it to be like a short comic book. Uh, I was like, all right, what should I do? And I was thinking, it would be awesome if I saw the turtle. I was, I was just like looking around, seeing who else could be characters in this because I only have Omega right now. And I was like, Omega and the turtle. Maybe I think that's the comic. And I was like, the first shots would be them just like hanging out. In the house together, and they like go pour some drinks together, light up the bong, and like, and, and they go, uh, go take a bubble bath, and then they go sit on like a hill and watch the sunset. And they're just old friends. <laughs> so, Omega and the Turtle. So, while he may, may not have helped us with the dimensional rift, should I get, actually get around to making that? Which I do hope to. It sounded awesome. Um, the Turtle will, will have uh, a place there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, super light, long side tangent. Uh, um, you were saying we're gonna take the turtle for, for the demon quest soon. Do we bring any more supplies? Oh, we fire stuff. Yes. Yeah. We got um, specifically this uh, pizza tray actually that we've been using to make fires on for, for a number of years now, at least three separate occasions, uh, probably more, and some uh, Christmas tree pine. And some branches, stuff that we had in the backyard, um, because we used that on a separate adventure that we'll tell you know we'll get into in a minute here. Um, maybe we should have pulled down first to explain why we chose the man fire items that we did. You you, you take the lead, my friend. Okay. Tell the people about our, our adventures with Kenny Limbaugh. Again, he came to town. He said, "Let's roll. I'm going to teach you some stuff." Kind of, it was shoddy, you know, it had been a long night, but they, the, the physical construction of this thing was not that strong. There was like a gross sock that my dog had been chilling on in there, you know. 
but there was there was faith in the magic of the fire to close the night for it to be the the ceremony that would wrap together everything that we learned and to to uh, solidify it and i didn't even know it when i was making the fire but also to purify the house i had just a hundred percent faith in in the magic of this fire and in my ability to create it in such a way and i was freaking out yeah I remember you just didn't go, there's no way that's real. <laughs> <laughs> Just bringing it inside. Oh, okay. So right on. So um, we sat, we embraced the fire, you know, poured all of our, our energy and intention into the the closing ceremonies of it. And once it got down low to some embers, that took a good while. It was burning hot and good for like a long time, despite, like I said, some some shoddy uh, construction. Uh, once it was done, there was a lot of this little pizza tray. Um, it wasn't like a bunch of ash. Um, I definitely was a little bit. I felt in my heart that the, the right thing to do was to take the train because it was still giving off some smoke. It smelled real good. It was like I said, it was that Christmas time, um, and I feel that there's just something there's something holy about about that Christmas. You know, that feeling. It was definitely giving me positive energy. Um, and I was like, we're gonna take this in the house. And we're gonna we're gonna purify the house with it. You know, just let it. Or the magic fire energy through the smoke and into the walls and the ceiling, what have you. When we did that, and uh, that was that was quite nice. Um, and then uh, once I was done with that, I took it outside and I, I kind of hosed it off. And there was this one kind of central stick that still had some embers going on it, just just a little bit. Uh, it was still smoking or whatever. I went and I picked it up and I just felt compelled to go uh, to like my side yard where you know, there was this little hole and to place the, the stick in there. I was just, uh, I, I don't know why, you know, I mean, I do know, I know why now, but it was just an intuition and a gut feeling. I went and did it. And I swear, as I, as I placed that stick in the hole, I, I felt some being take it and like literally it was like I was handing it off. It was crazy. And I told Bob about that. You know, we, we kind of laughed about it. We weren't too terribly sure what to make the knowledge. And then I went, I went and as I'm lying in bed trying to go to sleep after this. Because, you know, it's late. I'm tired. I'm just tossing and turning, kept awake by this image, this kind of vision of this world underneath us, this inverse realm where time is flowing in the opposite direction, Right. And so while I, to me, I was perceiving it as, well, I'm handing off the stick to this being. I was sitting there realizing that while that was true, it was also true that whoever that was, you know, the, these inverse creatures, it was giving it to me. And it was then the whole experience, the adventure with Kenny Lindbaugh, everything that we learned, I could see it in the flowing in the opposite direction. I was just, I couldn't fall asleep because this was just, it was like, it was, it was like 
the, the flow of time literally just switching like on and off in my head for like 20 minutes. I just couldn't stop it. I was just singing. Like, it was it was cool to go on the tour. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about, about that is kind of something that I taught me as well. Realizing the time can flow forwards and backwards, it helps me to realize, you know, and this is I kind of already know, but it's always good when you have those affirmations um, that time isn't, you know, moving from point A to point B in one line. It's not the simple thing that most people perceive. And it's not like, like life and existence and reality, it's not like a Press play and once the run time's up, like that's that's the timeline. That's just not how it works. Um, but even considering that it flows both forwards and then backwards, that's still a relatively linear kind of look way of looking at it. So I'm sure there's multiple different places, junctures that that it could have gone. You know, perhaps that little hole in the ground is just a, a small, focused little lodestone kind of centrifuge. Things that converge, you know, it could be that. That's cool. You know, maybe so the stick where it where it came from or, or went, you know, it could have came and went in a bunch of different places. You know, perhaps simultaneously. Anyway, so that's why we built the picture. Yes, yeah, uh, that was the the reason for sure. And so it's important to bring something that we had recently charged together, both of our our power and energy and magic. Um, on this quest, go, go, you know, just stamp up some demons. Cause that, you know, this was not something that we've ever gone outright and, and tried to tackle so, so head on such a direct, let's take down evil, you know? Um, so I, I had no idea how it was going to go getting into it, you know? We Yes. Yeah, so we have the salt, we have the fire, um, and the fire associated fire supplies, and the kayak right. So we, we headed out. We went to the police station area, and that's all we started looking around for. We first went to this little playground where we mad thing. Just trying to feel the. I was just trying to get a, get a feel for the surrounding, kind of. Um, uh, it almost felt like how I imagined bats would like to see things. You know, like their sonar, but I was trying to basically like do that through meditation to create a map that I would retain. It would be like like with sonar, it's like boom, and then you see it, and then it's gone, and you do it again. I was trying to just see around, and yeah, you go with that. That was that was a big part of what I was doing there. Um, and then in building that, see where uh, you know was because we definitely we felt in our hearts that it was in that location right around the Adams Park. Kind of police center vicinity, um, and that was both for me realizing that it was it was in that area. It was both intuition, was what my heart was telling me was true, but it was also to some degree just logical because when I was thinking about it, I was like, I, I, I was like, I think I know exactly where it is. Um, there was a store called Wild Man's right there, and they sell all sorts of. Uh, I'm sure they would call it Southern Pride. <laughs> 
Liberals would call it just racism paraphernalia. Different, uh, yeah, they've got like a boys in the hood shirt and it's got a Klansman on it, right? Yeah. Uh, super fun stuff like that. And that, that is sarcasm. Yeah. Anywho, anywho, so in this place, you know, we, we'd seen a lot of protests throughout, uh, throughout the past year. Um, this place has been a hot spot in town for them, um, for months, really. And then with all of the kind of intense negativity directed towards the police and, you know, this isn't a political show. This isn't to say, ah, I love the police or I hate the police, but I think everyone can agree. There's a lot of negative energy that us, as an American people, as, as that section of the mind, body, spirit complex on Earth, there's just a lot of bad juju surrounding race relations and and feelings about the police and how they're operating and all that. And so I can just feel in my heart that this negativity was balled up, kind of, so to speak. Yeah, that's maybe not the right way to put it, but there was just a lot of it focused in that little, little area. Regardless, we wanted to look around town and see if, and then just make sure, you know, verify, because that's always an important part of this process. You know, you, you go do, you trust your heart, you trust your instincts, and then you go and verify, and then you take the knowledge from there. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. So I was thinking about it after the fact, right? And I think, I think there was just two. Really, um, and I think what I was saying with the third one was in the graveyard. I think I was maybe just mistaking like a lot of like death and like resting and like souls that were laying there as something that was, and like you know, the sadness associated with the living who would go visit the graveyard. I think maybe I was just feeling that and then thought that was something more malevolent or sinister than it was. I, I wonder if we had gone um, to kind of purify the area or like to do what we did with the other area. Because if we did, we, we did the graveyard. Uh, we did the fire in the graveyard, right? But the point of going there was not to to feel rich. It was to um, invoke uh, this being deity type guy Um we have a relation with, and anyway, I was just thinking about that. But yes, like you said, there was there was three things. So there was that, and then I felt kind of strong feelings of kind of gluttony and greed was kind of what it felt like in one kind of spot, and then in another spot, just like kind of a lot of rage and, and despair and hatred, right? from these two locations. They weren't far away from each other. Um, we wouldn't come to discover that they were actually very connected, but you know, continue. So, so, once we had that lay of land, uh, we rolled, we rolled, we rolled town, and we found the anger spot. And we found the anger spot. I looked up, and there was this neon sign that I could just feel was throwing off these vibes. Mm-hmm. And when you looked at it, Just generally, generally kind of winged, you know, some of them were more like insectoid-ish, 
Um, but yeah, just malevolent creatures above us, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, what I told you at the time was, it was one of the, this experience was one of the first times I felt, um, when I was seeking to understand something, felt a distinct sense of the thing I was trying to look at and examine, throwing waves of, of confusion and distraction and just trying to keep it, keep me from seeing it for what it was. You know, it was a distinct energy of confusion being, being sent out towards us. That's what I felt. Like. This thing was how old. It was big, too. Did it cover the whole building? Yeah, so it... it uh, when we, when we, so we were sitting, we were trying to figure out what it was, and um, I could see... I could see, like... Subterranean, they kind of like had like these nasty tentacles that were kind of going in and out, not just around the building, but like around the city, maybe not the whole town, but definitely like a good bit of it. Um, and they would reach all across. Yeah, no, no. that strong um just five minutes away from you like it's it, it's maybe not be as intense as if you live right around the corner from it but it was certainly a very kind of week there's no doubt about that This distinct vision of seeing its tentacles and seeing like just nasty little demon boys 
ripping out of its flesh and then going around town and looking for people to feed off. You know? And already told me that. And so I realized, I realized that the beast was the rift. What, what I, I, I felt like, I, you know, I saw the beast and I was trying to find the rift and then it clicked. I'm like, ah, oh, these things are one and the same. And then the, the, the sign was a tentacle. Around the sign, we were throwing off these bird bolts. Mm-hmm. It like creeped up like the side of the building and it was, and that, um, but what we did to deal with the beast was um, we made two salt circles to stand in to protect us from the demon's rage at, at doing this, and then um, I made a pentagram with a kayak on top of the eye. Because um, A, I knew it would cause the thing great pain and discomfort if I don't leave, and, and B, um, to seal up kind of the, the portal, and then you were the one that said to do it with the pentagram. Why was that exactly? So the pentagram is a holy symbol for for a number of things. Uh, one of the one of the things is a vanishing symbol, mm-hmm. and if you start at a if you go if you when you're making a pentagram you do it counterclockwise, mm-hmm. then it then it has the vanishing connotation. I can almost hear like the sizzling of its flesh as it like as, as the spell was, was going away. And the last thing that I saw, um, well, not the last thing, because then we had to go to the top. The last thing of this main, main part of it. So, um, when we went and set up the fire, we invoked this one being to basically protect us and, and join us and assist us on our mission here. And, been and just it was crazy it was like the temple was it was more of a portal than any other part of the beast that i saw it was still there was part of him and he literally just swooped in grabbed it and then like imploded it it was really cool and then that was and then and then it was done um or the main part of it anyways there there was some cleanup to be done afterwards but i'll let you say that This was when we were standing in, in the start in, in the salt circles. Mm. And we we had this big old pentagram on the ground. And they were kind of looking at us, kind of laughing and confused, you know? And then that box on their eyes just slid off of us and looked straight. And they, they were right. And I felt like they were they were being slurped out. Of our, of our magic, mm-hmm. like they just. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably that same 
Uh, and now it's a little different than what I was doing. Like, there's that same kind of confusion, yeah. That haze being put out. And the salt circles kept us from getting attacked by it. Whoa! Because later to the tunnel and kind of trying to clean up the remaining little demons boys that were in town. You know, um, we stood in salt circles that night. See them around us, you know, and they, they wanted to get through. Get when we were dealing with um, the, the primary beast, you know, um, I didn't feel all that, or really any of it. So I realized now, just in discussing it here, it's not uh, protecting us from. That's so cool. But it's cool. Yeah, I'm glad we, we you know, I would love do love doing the show, but I'm pretty good. We glad. Still all those bird boys in town that we wanted to get rid of. Mm-hmm. So we went to this this big old tunnel. And we, we made a little track. We made two salt circles and then we had one barrier on one side of the tunnel. And then on the other side of the tunnel, we had a barrier which had a little symbol in the middle. Mm-hmm. That was, my intention was that it would allow the demons to get but not out. Mm. So it was like a fish trap or whatever. And, or a bee trap, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They, they flew in, or we went and we stood in our circles, and I you don't have like a weapon when you get your weapon? Mm. So, yeah, I, I like meditation in the shower. Um, not, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Um, I just turned the lights off. And I kind of focus inward, uh, clear my head a little bit, and then uh, I can basically uh, sometimes I can do it better, sometimes I can do it all, but usually I can do it a little bit better focus on it for a while. I can kind of manifest this energy um, around specifically my, my right arm. Yeah, I can swirling, but um, anyway, I was doing that, and this time I was trying to just like make as much as I could just like produce like a bunch, so it was just all in the room around me, um, so it wasn't just like on my arm, and I did that, and I was just trying to focus on what that was showing me and what I was feeling, and as I'm, um, you know, I turned off the shower and preparing to kind of wrap things up, I see really this like bright, and a, a kind of goldish, it wasn't gold or yellow, it was like it was almost like it made energy, kind of what it looked like, but just the stamp of that kind of light. Um, and I saw it, I was like, I was just like, I was in shock. Was like, and then when I tried to like focus on it and reach out, it slipped away and it was gone. And I was like, wait, no. And, and so I tried to bring it back, and it took me a good, good couple minutes, and I did. I like kind of tried to slowly reach my, my my hand out while you know keeping it there, and then it was gone. And it took me like three or four tries to get it. Then I grabbed it, I could feel it in my hand, I looked at it, and um, hands of Nightwing will know his staff kind of going to. So we've got like some baton action going on, and so I basically just took it, did one of those numbers, and then holstered it on, on my hips, on 
my thighs. And went on my way. I wasn't really sure what it was for. And then in short order after that, Bob was like, we gotta go on a demon quest. And I was like, oh my god, that's what that was for. <laughs> like, it was literally the universe preparing me for it. That's so cool. It was. So we're popping our salt circles. And I was telling them that we're gonna do a little, little avatar. Uh-huh. To jump out from this little trap. Maybe. I can't quite remember because I know you you did the words on the first big spell, and so I feel like we said that I was going to do it, but I can't remember what I said. But if that, that was happening now, unfortunately, this is why I need to be better at drawing because I have some reference to pull from. But unfortunately, I did not on this go round. Uh, but anyhow. I mean, they flooded in. Mm-hmm. Those tons. And they all they just came. And they couldn't leave. They couldn't escape the trap. And so we had a little avatar. Not only did Bill Greedy do three. And yeah, he was never the phone. He had my sword and I had gotten, what did I get this from? Oh, from Semi on Angel of Destruction. Mm-hmm. I was calling. So at first it was like like a medieval type sword, and now it's like it's like uh, the blade is about two feet long. Okay. And it has it's about six feet wide. Here, there's a handle, and then it kind of goes out, and then it curves at the tip. So the left side is straight, and the right side is straight up to near the top of that curve, all the way left. Weird. About a hand and a half. It's got some kind of dangly off the face. Nice. With some beads on it or something. It's got a white leather grip. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, I handed it to Grievous and he just started going on the dirt. Mm-hmm. I could just see them, their, their guts, their blood flying everywhere. I was, I was slashing these fools. I was being a warrior. You know what's crazy? This is quick to me now. So, um, I already mentioned Omega earlier, but I did, didn't I? Yeah, Yeah, with the turtle. Okay. Um, So, long before the kind of staff, the family came to me, I had, and this this wasn't a lot of the time when I do stuff in magic because I've read something that says, go do this for you, send me. Right, you know, practice this thing, it'll, it'll teach you X, Y, or Z. But this was just something that I had done on my own, just kind of for protection and comfort. Um, I, 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 I like this hand gesture I can do, basically, to summon this protective armor 
that goes around. And it's like from head to toe. It's like a whole suit. You know, and it's actually kind of a lot like Omega's. And it didn't have the cape before, um, but it's literally from head to toe. You know, and um, I'll call it and have it over me. And um, so I'd done this when we were meditating at the park. And then we went and we did the fire and uh, summoned our friend. And uh, it was at that point. It was like the suit I already had, and then combined with the, the energy staff, combined with you know, his blessing and us joining us, the suit kind of transformed. It color-wise looked more like him, and then uh, like side, like the, the actual design of it was pretty solid. But it was like it got a paint job and then the cape type deal going on. Um, it was vaguely similar to, to this guy's, which is kind of blowing my mind right now. Um, anyways, so cut to the tunnel. We're standing at. We call the boyos in, and I called him out, and, and just in the moment before the we called the demons in, I could just he was like bouncing on his feet. I could just feel immense excitement. <laughs> you know, he was just looking forward to it. And they came in, and he went to town. And he was just tearing through them, and. Um, <laughs> at one point, towards the end of them, there, there weren't that many. Um, a, a, he noticed, or we noticed, I guess I'm probably the, the right word, we noticed that there was a couple beings who had not, had chose not to fly in the tunnel, and, like hung back, and he like realized this, basically like teleported over to it, and just, just was going to town. And it was like two or three of them, and I was like, okay, we need to stay in here. Let's rein this in a little bit. And then it was basically done, you know? Like the I, I it was I don't think it was an unholy or negative thing, but there was definitely a little bit of that berserker rage going on toward the end. You know, like, I desire to take out more things combined with like just fury at the cowardice of these beasts for just not not being part of the initial wave. You know? <laughs> I was just mad. It was it was quite an experience. To say the least.
Then we have to go reevaluate the town. See how things are holding up. See if the if the wound is scabbed over and is healing, or if the the else has taken up residence or or whatever. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We got some some good notes to talk about. This particular reading. I always enjoy hearing them talk about the pyramids and Giza, like Egyptian mythology kind of aspect of it. Because and it's funny because the questioner always points out, he's like, I get this isn't really what you're here to teach us, but can you do it anyways? <laughs> you know? And there is some very interesting knowledge to be used about it. Um, uh, talking the, the things that he reveals about the kind of of the pyramid, the way that it's constructed, stuff like that. It, everything, I've always, always been kind of curious about the pyramids. I mean, who has? Right? And who's taking it seriously? And no scientific theory or no garbage I was taught in, in, uh, in school about it never really felt like the right thing to me. And everything that Ross ever said about the pyramids always, I, I just feel the truth kind of confirmed in my heart about what he's saying. And let's continue now. What about you? What did you think of what it was? Session three? Yeah. Session three, part two? I read this last night to prepare. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that are very difficult to understand. Okay. Like when you talk about what the hierarchical nature of energy is. It's crazy. And then you talk about the rocks. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of do it right now. The soft form of distortion is more regular than the distortion of energy. Energy fields that are created by the material in the rocks which in turn is created through soft forms. Or in other words, the soft are energy and gainness and the distorted reflection of the level of the soft form. So we have a rock that begins with soft. And it has an energy. It's more regular. Which would make sense, you know, if you look at it, if it's a movie created, I'm saying that in air quotes, but you know, I mean, if it's a movie created rock, you know, uh, whose the power of thought is, is you know, effectively magic, uh, as opposed to the rock that is channeled on Earth for all 
it's like, oh, maybe it's in, you know, different, different parts of the world, right? Or, uh, yeah, 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 Figure out how to do this myself. because this thing didn't exist on this level. Uh, and we 
Paris. I do remember that film. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like. No, I'm talking about. We both understood we were feeling this emotion. And then I remember specifically you said something, assuming that I was feeling the same thing. But then you got embarrassed, and you're like, oh, like, because it didn't exist in this realm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember the specific instance that you're referring to. So, So I told you about how I would only ever experience these when I was living on a plane or in a car sitting up and I fall asleep, right? And you're like, no, that can be like, you can use that, you know? Like that can, and that's what it would be like, uh, the way I describe the experience that to our listeners. Uh, I'll be sitting, I'll do a and usually my neck will be quick to my I can think of like, all right, 
stuff out. <laughs> I just see my phone kind of. And then everything was really cloudy. And then I was like, I didn't get very far. But like, I could feel it. And then it was like, you, you remember last episode of WandaVision? Where like, uh, the, the hybrid person watching like the, the footage of her and she gets her powers, like the stone. Yeah. And it's just like, it's her. And then she's on the ground. And it's just like, Yeah, I haven't really stopped to like think what would have been going on, but it did. So I read some books on how to predict, and this one guy described how early on you go into your body and your awareness is just going to go with your astral body. But your astral body left your body. You went on an adventure, but you only got became aware again. You forgot all you got in your body. That's tough. I definitely felt like I was in the process of getting up. And then it was just like, there was like a snap. And I was like, You went, bro. Well done. Nice stuff. Yes. Indeed. Okay. It was the first time I ever had that experience. Deal with it. Try and make it productive. It was good. That's super cool. Yeah. Okay. So, there's a body, the etheric body is aware of the astral body, so there's an astral body intelligence. The higher self is aware of all the intelligence. That's not higher than the body intelligence. But the rock has one too. Itself. Um, um, has access to infinite energy. Yes. Which means when you contact it and you have the respect of the infinite rockness to authority, whether it's gain to self discipline or verification or prepositional authority to increase it, mm-hmm. and it will obey. I mean, we think all of my cells have a little bit of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, not only does it go to my body, it goes down to like, my cells, the cells in my mind. You've always explained this shit to me. Like, one of the ways you made me, you helped me, like, my basic head, you know, I had a basic simple concept of everything being unified is breathing.
this uh this little diagram.
which is have the authority to claim the right to establish our will. To say, it is my will to do this. And then to go, it's my will that this will happen. And then it will happen. Mm-hmm. That's what manifesting is. In chaos magic, the word, it is my will, is very important. I just took a class with Jason Lou, the guy. Yeah, we had a lot of great stuff to talk about. Obviously, Adam spent a good deal of time discussing uh, so I love one star on experiences, but I always enjoy that. And, you know, I mentioned earlier there was a bit I couldn't remember because I didn't journal it. This is effectively journaling it. So it's, it's good to have these memories, these experiences saved in a way that I can come back to. Now I can you know, show kids someday, you know, show to other people who might helpful to them. And yeah, if you're if you're listening and you've enjoyed this, you know, that's that's really all we're looking for here. And if we enjoy it, we hope to share the light and love that we get out of it. So hopefully someone will get it. <laughs> we love you guys. Till next time. It's been in the love and light of This has been the Tapestry Podcast with Bob and Pablo. We'll catch you later.